Good afternoon, St. Louis, Missouri, on a rainy Saturday afternoon. Austin, Texas, Miami Beach, Florida, and also uh, Surfside, Florida also. Louisville, Kentucky, Springfield, Missouri, Memphis, Tennessee, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's very, very, very hot. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Francisco, California, Kansas City, Missouri, home for the Negro League Baseball Museum, located 1885 in the Sugar Vine District, and I'm happy to say that this week uh, that they've been in the news, uh, and that's always great, 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 and they, all, they also have been a friend of our Missouri Team of Commerce. Welcome to the launch with the Missouri Team of Commerce in person, real, Scott, both sides, oh, oh, the cameras, oh, you know something? Yeah. Oh, no, Scott's waving. Okay, you know, this is interesting. We got cameras all over the place. <laughs> let, let me activate myself, okay? Which camera am I looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at Scott. This one right here, sir. Okay, now I got you. Now I got you. And I had a side view. That's said, no, okay. But I tell you what, Scott, uh, you know, since we were last here, you have made vast improvements. Uh, the camera's quality is... Matter of fact, we got one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven cameras <laughs> in the studio. So tell me we're not first class. Okay, but anyway, you listen to uh, and Wednesday, that's where we up over there. And uh, my name is Alan, folks, your host in Persia, along with, uh, let's say, my cousin, Ho Hoard, co host here, Coast. Rev, how you doing, sir? Fine. That's good to hear. And Scott, a little wet. A little wet. <laughs> a little wet, a little wet. Never been accused of being a sugar cube well, or salt. Well, neither one would have survived to shower we had a little while ago. But anyway, you <laughs> <laughs> But we all made it here today, and we are live in living color on FragrantonUSAHotTalkReal.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful, beautiful St. Mark's Fabricated Complex here in Ferguson, Missouri. And uh, Reverend uh, Mayor Tommy Pierce is our pastor. He's also the uh, the mayor of BFL Neighbors and also the the pastor of this beautiful We call this, this is a complex. We have a beautiful facility here. And when you get a chance to drive by, come be our guest sometime, we appreciate you. But anyway, uh, it's a beautiful complex. And guess what? Today, uh, Elder, I'll get this right now. Alan Lyles, pastor of the Walnut Park Bible Chapel Church, located at 55474 Leland Avenue. And that's at 5517 Leland Avenue. That's in North St. Louis at 63120. That's uh, pastor to my left, Alan Lyles, pastor of the Wal Walnut Park Bible Chapel Church, located in beautiful, beautiful uh, Walnut Park at the Great St. Mark Church Complex. Complex at uh, 63120. That's Elder Alden Lyles, pastor of the Walnut Park Bible Church, Church, 557 Illinois Avenue, 63120. Scott, I guess, is outside. And also, we, we're so happy to have Rev. So, anyway, it's nice to see you in person, Rev. So, what do you got for us today? Ah, uh, I'm in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, that's all. Oh my God. That's the second chapter. <clears throat> so first of all, tell us about who wrote this. So people, let's get let's get let's get people into this. Paul wrote it. Okay. <laughs> the whole uh, New Testament written by Paul. Well, this is one big journey he was taking. Yep. Twenty-seven books. Yeah, he's on a mission. 
Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so what we got here? Well, Paul wrote it. He was the he was the penman, but God wrote it <laughs> by speaking. He, he, he was he was a facilitator to him. Yeah. They brought it down and said, "Hey, that's why sometimes when God talks to us, write it down." Yeah. Because that's a message someplace. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry, Rev. Go ahead. We in uh, chapter two, and the title says they are reminded that the Christian revelation owes nothing to human wisdom and the reason why this speaks like this is because the word of God is uh by him and not by man mm -hmm. if by man then you're dealing with Satan and his demon the spirit of error mm -hmm. if it's by God you're dealing with spirit of grace and truth mm -hmm. which is him the Holy Spirit and verse one said, and I, and I brethren, when I came to you, <clears throat> came not with excellency of speech mm -hmm. or of wisdom, declaring unto you mm -hmm. the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now this demonstration of the spirit and power, this been happening a long time in the church of God. It's been happening a long time because men been saying, well, let me put the word of God my way in his wisdom, but not God's wisdom. You know, how many times have people said they're <laughs> going to do it their way? Yeah. <laughs> you hear that a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to do it my way, you know. And, and in fact, you know, and people say it with vengeance. Right. You know, confident that they're going to do it their way and they're going to be successful. Yeah. Like I always say, this has stood up for over uh, 20, uh, 20, 21 years and it's still good for the next thousand years yep and they were having the same discussion somebody said i'm going to do it my way yep right scott absolutely how many, how many times you have somebody tell you that oh i'm gonna do it my way scott <sighs> too many times <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry well, go ahead Rev. did it it said wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and the power it's by the spirit and power mm -hmm. see what god does when you're born again, mm -hmm. you go acknowledge God. Mm -hmm. But when you're not born again, you go acknowledge yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to say, look what I did. And that's your first father. That's everybody's first father, whether you want to accept it or not. <laughs> it's everybody's first father is the Satan. Satan is everybody's first father because you was in trespasses and sin. But, but, you, but, you, but, you, but you know, Rev, it's just amazing <coughs> that even sometimes when people have been proven wrong, don't change. Nope. They still, they, I mean, as a matter of fact, I don't want to get into the lies, okay? But, <laughs> 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 but anyway, go ahead. Did it, did it go on to say that your faith should not stand mm -hmm. 
in the wisdom of men, mm -hmm. but in the power of God. Mm -hmm. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world mm -hmm. that come to know. Mm -hmm. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Mm. See why this is using wisdom because your beginning with God is first the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. The same way when a person is born again, the beginning with God is the fear of wisdom and knowledge. They be talking, oh, I, I got saved because I, uh, <laughs> the, the commode busted. You know, all this crazy mess. I saw a sign. Yeah, it's talking about, uh, I saw, uh, well, it, it felt good to me. And I said, God, if you would do this for me and do that for me, I would serve you for the rest of my life. And they wasn't doing nothing but lying. But you, but you know, if all through the Bible, you know, he's, he's, he said, they're always asking for a sign. Yep. You know, you know, you know, give me a sign. You know what the sign is? I'm listening. Believe the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, wherever you at. Believe it, you pass from death into life before you sleep and after you sleep. I love to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, cause saints ain't gonna die, we go to sleep. Mm -hmm. If you're dead, you ain't gonna hear them call your name. That is true. But it was meant, you know, the, the unjust gonna live forever mm -hmm. and the born-again believer going to live forever. But he is just as eternal damnation is for the unjust. Mm -hmm. Eternal life is for the Christian. Mm. Okay, so well, I mean, that's go right here. Then it goes on to say, which none of the princes of this world knew, but had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. See, if Satan would have known everything like he was so smart, he never would have crucified Jesus, had him crucified. He wouldn't have. But he didn't know. Because God knows everything. You know, you know, Rev, on that day, there were so many people said, we shouldn't have done this. I mean, anybody that was, you know, witnesses there left their sin. We made a mistake. Yep. But he was visually seeing the people, you know, you know that you know, the clouds, everything. See, even the guard that was right there with him said, "Hey, this was the son of God." And he saw first; he was closer than back could be yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did it, didn't it go on to say? But as it is written, I had not seen, yes, nor ear heard, did have entered into the heart of man. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. Right here what God is talking about, you know, like most people say, well, like we see each other down here mm -hmm. on earth. But according to scripture, everybody going to see Christ. You're not going to see each other. Mm -hmm. Because the body is not visible yet of God's body. For us, it's not visible yet. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can't know how it's going to look. That's why you be saying, well, we're we going to look just like we are. No, you ain't. <laughs> no, you ain't. Because God said that the temperature in your body, that 98.610, 
six, ten. That's fire. That temperature in your body is fire and heat, and it's warm. Mm. And that's what God is a consuming fire. That's why the bush didn't consume when Moses he told Moses uh Moses take off your shoe. Mm -hmm. This is holy ground. Mm. See we. We we not gonna be like we like we say. I'm gonna see my mama and my father. No, we not. We not gonna see them. They've been lying to y'all a long time. That's the spirit of error, not the spirit of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. You got the book here. You read the book. Accept what the book is saying, mm -hmm. not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. People mess up. They messed up. And, 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 he, and he, he forgive us also. That's the best. And uh, I'm following the book. Nah, I think we are in that same line. Right? <laughs> I'm following the book. Right, Scott? Yes, sir. Did it go on to say? <laughs> but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Mm -hmm. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. Mm -hmm. For what man knoweth the things of a man, mm -hmm. save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man mm -hmm. but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, mm -hmm. but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, with spiritual. That's how I was taught by the Word of God, mm -hmm. by rightly dividing the Word by comparing Scripture with Scripture. Word on word. Word on word. Precept nine, on precept. Nine, nine on nine. Yeah. See, I would I don't have to worry about a lot of people going to study where they have read three verses and then they'll take a subject out of that. Exploratory teaching the way you do it. Yeah. But you're supposed to compare scripture with scripture. Because as you read scripture with scripture, God already didn't explain what he's talking about. All you have to do is read it. You know, Ralph, we're gonna do a show in the very near future where we're gonna gonna take your teachings because one thing you just mentioned there, and I heard it years ago, and I was taking up homiletics, you know, three verses, what you're going to get here. Well, that was a teaching over 30 or 40 years ago. And things have changed. Mm -hmm. And it's virtually impossible for all this taking place and all people are seeing with their own eyes to stay with them in three verses. You know, without being redundant and kind of hitting somebody in the head with over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. Did they go on to say, uh, 14, but the natural man receive it, not the things of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. The Spirit of error tell him, oh, you in. Mm -hmm. The Lord, Lord save you because you've been right. Mm -hmm. You've been doing, you've been treating everybody right. You're a good prayer. Mm -hmm. You pray good, man. Mm -hmm. You know, all that. And and they still going to bust hell wide open because they don't believe the death, burial. the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And on that note, Red, we're going to thank you today.
for uh, not only for uh, uh, a beautiful scripture, but also for a, a beautiful lesson, you know, and, and how we need to look at the Bible when we read it. And, and when you read it, read it to understand, you know, and grasp what God is telling you as he, as he kind of talks to you through, uh, you know, the word that's been given you. It's kind of funny being in the studio today, you know, I said, I got, uh, Scott got, like, we counted, camera on the wall over here. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got about eight cameras around here. And, uh, and which is a blessing, you know, so that's what I said. So I'm, I'm kind of adjusting again, going back and forth to the different cameras here as we adjust because you know, I was here last time, we only had two cameras, guys, so we come a mighty long ways. And I will admit the cameras we got right now are all high tech, you know, there's nothing like the old days. And like, uh, look what Scott just did with the flick of a wrist. Look at that. Uh, look, I keep looking at that where we are there. Mm -hmm. Hey, we got together here. Anyways, listen to Ferguson USA HotTalkRadio.com. My name is Ira, folks. You listen, listen and watching on Facebook and YouTube and all. I think it's Twitch. Lunch with Jim Little by Chief Commerce for July the 10th, 2021. Scott, on that note, if you can, uh, uh, should I hold on a little while? You can take us out of here. <laughs>
Welcome back to lunch with the Missouri Chamber of Commerce on a beautiful, uh, uh, on a beautiful, well, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Uh, we got a beautiful show for you. And uh, first of all, you see Reverend out with our face mask on. Well, I can't say it's a secret right now, but the whole country and the whole world is reading about Missouri being. Uh, we, we can call it uh, center stage, front and center, backwards, or how you want to, how you, how you want to call it, how you want to call it. You know, uh, uh, what we're trying to do right now is get go that way. There you go. What we're doing now, we uh, we good, we good now. Okay, we're just making adjustment in the studio here. Getting our next guest coming up. Okay, but what I'm saying. The, sim the symbol of the face mask is that uh, uh, last year this time uh, we had we were in the we were in the highlights reels because we were being seen as uh, down the Ozark people that refused to wear a mask. Well, in St. Louis, the tell are two cities. In St. Louis, and three cities I should say. In St. Louis and Kansas City, the metropolitan area there, we all wore masks. We had we had a lot of deaths taking place, and we were aware that to, to, you know, to uh, prevent that, especially in the black community, non-serve community, wear your face mask. So right now, as you look at Reb and I, we got our face mask on, so people can say, "Well, you St. Louis, Missouri, you ain't got no mask." On. Yes, we do. We probably don't need to have it on, okay, but we're gonna be extra cautious now. But we're trying to send a message to, you know, to our listeners, viewers around the world, okay, that. We're taking this. This is a very serious you know, virus that's coming that's coming through here, and it's changing lives left and right because people are dying. And right now in our state, you know, continue to pray, you know, uh, for the families and all the people that you know who have lost their lives. Now let me say this to you: so far in this whole process, no one uh, there have been very few, if any, deaths. For people who have been vaccinated, be it the Johnson, be it the uh, Pfizer or the Moderna, and you know, and if we had another early on, nobody has died from the new vibrant from the Delta, okay, that has been vaccinated. Now you may get sick, but right now, you know, and 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 they and and statistics are kept about everything that takes place in here, so. It's not our folks saying this, not Scott saying this, not Rip saying this, not even our guests saying this. This is science. So right now, if, if, if you got some friends, you know, who you know in Missouri in the rural areas, and I say rural, I'm talking about in the, around the Springfield area, down the Ozark areas, take take this very serious right now, because this is this is this is you know, actually you know affecting lives, and, uh, and I know young people right now, you know, a very good close friend of mine. His, his, his granddaughter, you know, uh, just caught the virus, you know, she's 24 years old. And she came in, you know, she's actually in school in Kentucky, educated lady, came, graduated, come back home. She's not gonna wear a mask, I didn't know where that mask over in Kentucky. So what's she gonna do? She's gonna, she gonna do the same thing. Okay, guess what? She's on, on, on the ventilator right now for the rest of her life. 24 years old. And I can go on and tell you story after story after story, after story okay? But it doesn't, that doesn't do anybody any good, okay? For us to continue to you know, tell you a story if you don't listen. Now during this pa pandemic, uh, you know, 
we've been trying to, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, uh, please, please be, be, be careful where you go. Uh, wash your hands. That's something we will taught as kids. But anyway, let's get away from that now because I think right now, and also, by the way, uh, our governor here asked for the uh, for help from the from the from the, from the White House. Uh, they sent in people, you know, to help us out, and they made a suggestion, you know, where anybody would say, "Hey, let's kind of, you know, do a, a mass, you know, awareness drive, you know, let people know about this." Well, the governor decided he only he didn't want want the federal government being involved in this, you know, doing things. In this community, you know, talking about going to the door with federal agents and stuff. Nobody said that. Those people don't want to go go next door to nobody. I mean, especially when they already know that you know, the, you know this virus is not king. Look at the screen and see where you. So right now we're trying to make some. There, there we go. What I need to do? Okay. Move yeah, move over some more. There we go. There we go. What we doing right now is, uh, like I said, my first time back in the studio, and, and we make we're making adjustments. Okay. And this time we got a live guest in the show with us, okay? And uh, matter of fact, Zaki, come on this way. Let's, let's make this real something. Come, come. Okay, come in a little bit, okay? Because right now, we'll try to hide you. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Zaki, uh, Rudy is a, a friend of mine, been a friend of mine for years, you know, and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and Scott is making this happen with the cameras here. But what we're doing, you know, you know we, we, we have this discussion that I'm gonna get you involved with. But right now, uh, this 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 pandemic, right now to show you how bad it is in China, you know, in Japan. Well, right now in Japan, the Olympics was scheduled to take no no I'm this this guy. No. Okay. No, no, okay. 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 Wouldn't that be bad? Okay. No, not yet. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this is live and living color. Okay, take my word for it. Okay, but we can't see him. No, no, Scott. Yeah, yeah, we got that worked out. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got this. We got this worked out. <laughs> well, you know, this is live and living color, but you gotta appreciate it. But anyway, I was saying in in Japan, the 2020 Olympics will take place in 2021. And uh, in you know, uh, well, you know, in different venues in uh, in uh, in Japan, but uh, they have spent over um, over fifteen billion dollars preparing for the Olympics. The Olympics is a major, major production, and I said major. They build stadiums. I mean, they 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 build. Uh, I mean, several stadiums. I mean, they, they they have stadiums all 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 in, in the around around there. We have the baseball stadiums. They got you know the track stadiums. Okay, they got you know soccer field. They got so many so many stadiums. You cannot begin you know to keep track of them. But anyway, uh, this time around, uh, the time uh, <laughs> around the uh, uh, they will be empty. Now, that's for the people who had bought tickets. There'll be you no know, family members there. There will be, uh, you know, not 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 people cheering them on. It's like 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 you know, like to see people do. But uh, but right now, okay, Zaki, let me sit back. This we're gonna get you in in a second. No, no, you just you just steal and and let and, and Scott will figure this out. Okay, that's what that's what he's doing. Okay, but anyway. Uh, as working this out here, you know, uh, 
this is living color. Okay. Anyway, and so in, in Japan right now, uh, CBS, I mean NBC, has lost a lot of money. They got the advertisers who still who still would be able to, you know, uh, uh, running commercials. But think of all these sponsors. Uh, each one had planned to bring their families to the Olympics. They had they built in private booths, you know. Uh, uh, the clients they're trying to sell, you know, sell, sell their cars to, uh, the whatever they're trying to sell. Well, right now, all that's been been been, been blown by the wayside because now uh, that's the virus there in Japan is like under one is not is not even five percent under control. So what that means, if it's like five percent under control, that means it's a very dangerous place. And so there was discussion about trying to have a bubble like they did for the NBA. That that, that wouldn't work. So, but right now, so right now, uh, you're gonna see uh, uh, the Olympics in a couple of weeks. And also, by the way, the young lady, uh, Miss 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 Richardson, uh, track star, hundred yard dash. Uh, well, she made a mistake. And I I ran track. I've been you know, in sports, and they got rules of the game. <laughs> okay. And, and the coach tell you what you should not do. And she said, I made a mistake. And she let it go. But everybody else is trying to call it racist. I mean, she's black. I mean, some athletes, you know, have, you know, did different things. But she said, I made a mistake. And she and she, and she stepped up to the plate and said, hey, hey, I, I did it. So let's do the same thing and give us some respect and give us some time, some, you know. And I hope the media would do that and, and let her live her life you know, and, and life will go on. And also, uh, you know, if you look at that, the uh, the, the, the entire Olympics, you know, will be seen on TV. Uh, so right now, the good part about it, if, if you didn't have a ticket to go there, no big deal. You're going to see it anyway, it's okay free. And also, um, uh, you know, the, before going further about the Pfizer, uh, came out this past week and, and talking about uh, speaking about having a, uh, a third vaccine dose available for the uh, for COVID-19 for the virus. Well, that's not needed right down the present time. Because I already said if you got the COVID uh, virus, you know, the vaccination for uh, for you know the, the Moderna, uh, Pfizer, or either uh, the Johnson Johnson, you are safe. Uh, no one has died so far. Now again, they said. Now, again, personally, I think they, they, they lift all the restraints too quick because right now in the middle of the country, in Missouri and, and where we are around us here, you know, these uh, states, about four states right now, uh, uh, is where the virus is now and it's going from the middle of the country to the rest of the country. Previously, it came from the east coast to the west coast, and that's how I got in here. But this time, it's a little bit different. So right now, uh, please, please, as you travel, you know, please, you know, please be aware, you know, uh, where you're going. Uh, and, and it's not so much uh, for you, it's for your friends, it's for your parents, people that you know, relatives, who, who you know, who've been, who haven't done anything, you're going to bring a ticket to them. They may not travel, but if you travel, okay, you put yourself in a bad situation in your family, and that's what I guess that uh, our governor, you know, uh, matter of fact, in, in our state of Missouri, he didn't. Even, we never had a face mask mandate, but now he's telling people you might want to wear a face mask 
And at the same time, you know, if he's taking pictures <laughs> in crowded situations, people all around him. You know, it's not do as I say, but look what I do. You know, and people watch what you do. And I think, I guess we'll contest that also. And also, like, uh, the, uh, in speaking from Missouri, all the hospitals are running over. Uh, they are sending people to St. Louis and, and our hospitals here. And naturally, and they even be asking for people that I know that if they could, please come in and, know, and, and provide, you know, uh, some traveling nurses. They need help. And we, we know they will. And also, uh, getting back to on the national stage, uh, this is something that's not going to go away anytime soon. Uh, no matter how you talk about it, the United States House of Representatives, you know, the, the Speaker Nancy Pelosi appointed a committee, a select committee you know, in the House to investigate the January 6th insurrection, riot, revolt, call it what you want to call it. But these people decided to take over our government. Never before had you had a Confederate flag in our, in our national capital. So now, what is going on? You got over 500, almost 600 people who have been uh, indicted, but that means the FBI had knocked on their doors. Uh, they've been put in handcuffs. A lot of them, you know, in, in, in jail. And the trials will be starting sometime in, in the next six months. But in lieu of that, as we had this conversation, uh, in the, the, the House investigation will be moving forward. At first, we had uh, the uh, the uh, the Republican did want to participate, but right now Mr. Benny Thompson, a, 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 a congressman from Mississippi, is saying starting next week, they're going to be calling witnesses, they're going to be getting subpoenas, and they're going to get to the bottom of this. Also, on a good note, the fences are coming down in D.C. very good. Now, as we have this conversation, and we're speaking right now, uh, you know, the, the federal government is very good at investigating what goes wrong if you've been in any branch of the service, if you if you if you did if you just slapped somebody and, and thought you got away with it, they would find you ten years later, right, Scott? I'm sorry. And I said if somebody oh yeah, his headphones okay. Why well, should that's real? But somebody do something in the service, you know, do something wrong, they may come back ten years later. They're gonna find out who did what. That's what uh, I'm a lot of times, that's the type of investigation you can have. Yes. You're right, right. I'm saying so. So right now. The investigation that we're watching right now going on in D.C., you know, and that's going to take place. Now, a lot of people right now who are starting to, you know, uh, it's not snitching on people. They're telling people that, that you, know, you, you know, this is not government. Everything is legally done by the, by the book. And so, so now, these people right now, uh, 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 you know, an investigation is going to have subpoenas. Uh, people are going to come in and testify and give any reasons for what they're doing or why they did what they did. And this is going to be all over you know, the, the world being seen because right now the Russia and everything is saying what did you guys do with somebody trying to take, you know, take your government from you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now we come like a, like a laughing stock. You know, I mean, that's what Putin said. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, for you know, so, so naturally, you know, we got to get to the bottom of this. And like, you know, like I said, you watch all these TV shows, you know, the FBI, and they go where the FBI takes them to. And so right now, you're going to see them live in color, <laughs> a federal investigation taking place on TV. And so right now, uh, you know, just you know, sit back. Uh, you, you're going to read about it. Now, this is one good thing about having all these media outlets. You're going to see this stuff take place in, in living color. And so, so anyway, having said that, we, uh, 
uh, looking forward to, to what's going to take place. Another hot button item that we didn't talk about last week, but this past week, uh, 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 this is a beautiful time for us. Uh, a lot of black activists, you know, uh, black leaders and, and Congress people, Democrats that met with the president to discuss how, what, and how are they going to deal with protecting voters' rights, people's rights, you know, people call the rights that's being trying to be taken from us in over 20, I mean, 40 some states in the country, even right now, you see Texas right now is trying to have a, a another, <laughs> another, another special session about how to take away people's votes. And people, keep this in mind, this was the most safest election in our history, in our entire history. We had Supreme Court or 16 no courts rule this was safe. We had 50 Attorney General said this was safe. Right, Zai King? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he just my imagination here. Okay, and so now for anybody to say it's not safe, and, and, and it, it just bothers me, okay, that if you're in a service, and I've never been before, but I've been sworn in for different departments, you know, jobs and stuff, you know, and they, you raise your hand and take an oath, you know, to tell the truth and to protect your company or protect, you know, your country and stuff. Well, I don't understand how these Republicans, who are we are paying them a salary and they refuse to believe what we see. How can we be in the same place? But guess what? Mark my word, this time next year, uh, as these investigations uncover the facts, and follow the facts. You know, we a whole lot of people have a whole lot of change of heart. And I'm kind of interested in waiting to see what would be the excuse for why they changed their mind. And saw the, saw, and as Red was there, saw the light, okay? <laughs> okay, but anyway, uh, and also while this was going on t uh, this week, uh, there was a good, uh, it's probably been an hour discussion. It lasted about an hour and uh, 39 minutes, which was very good. But at the same time, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris announced a $25 million plan for new, new spending for the Democratic National Committee to fight for the rights for voter access for the 2021 terms. Because see, the Democrats have to understand, they were put in by black people, females especially. I said last year after the election that people said, well, you know something, I think even Chuck had this conversation, well, you know, uh, they're going to change their mind. They're gonna I said, well, the worst thing you want to do in your life, sitting here as a black man, I got some men around me, is tell a black woman a lie. Because she, <laughs> she ain't going to forget it. She will not forget it. She won't forget it. I don't care, I don't care how, 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 how you say it. So, so far, we've been watching the, 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 the black men have these discussions, okay? Well, right now, okay, that means the Democrats who are in Congress, the ones who are chairman of committees right now, you can put in those seats by those black women. And take my word for it, there's a price to pay. If, if you know, if, and, you know and, and I say again, you got to understand, that's how you are now chairman of committees. Like even like Mr. General from down in West Virginia. He's saying what he's going to do well. He, before, he was a minority. He's, he's the majority now, okay? He got power. Same with the lady. She just got to come from Arizona, okay? And all of a sudden, 
before, okay, she was she was against the filibuster. Guess what? Now she's for the filibuster. You can't you can't lie to people like that. And also, uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, as you know, uh, there was a uh, a boycott of, of, of Georgia's, uh, you know, uh, state when they passed some laws back in back in the first part of the year, where uh, a lot of businesses left Georgia. And a, a lot of them, you know, uh, uh, included the, the, the All-Star game, which is about to be played. Uh, I think it, when, when they playing that right now. Uh, that game is about to be played in a couple of weeks, where it was originally scheduled, scheduled to be in Atlanta, Georgia. But in the, the major, major League Baseball moved to someplace else because they, they felt that rights were being, you know, black ranks were being, which they were, were being stepped on. Well, also during that same time period, a lot of major corporations stopped giving writing checks to you know, to people, to you know, to, you know, individuals in Congress. Okay, well, one of those companies stopped writing checks, and guess what? And he started writing checks all over again. And guess what? Toyota got his hand caught in the cookie jar. They just—it's uh, a piece that you may see on TV. They're done by the Lincoln Project. That that, that talks about this. You know how. They lied, and right now they they they, they, they posted. First of all, they said you are internet, you, you are in a foreign country, in a, in a foreign company from a foreign country. No, <laughs> messing with our government. It's 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 a hard hitting piece, and well, on top of that, we also got it in the Washington Post. A gentleman by the name Dale Milbank, to pull it up. He wrote a very nice, very article, scathing article, okay, about Toyota. Now, I, you know, and on the initial show, Toyota's a friend of ours. But when you, when you mess up, you go, you got to figure out how, how to make it right. So again, those are some things that you need to, need to look at there. And, uh, and another big thing that took place this this, month, this week, uh, down in Haiti, in Haiti, I said, in Haiti, this assassination, Scott laughed at me. Well, see, first of all, let me tell you, we were working on a project in, in Haiti, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Scott. Okay. And, uh, and so Haiti, which is a country that's been very much a friend of this country for years and years and years and years. And this year, uh, recently on a Wednesday morning, right before day, pre dawn, people uh, came in and assassinated him. His wife was in the hospital you know, in, in, in Florida right now, you know, uh, in a critical condition. You can't do that. They got over uh, 20 some people right now that have been picked up. Uh, you know, they, and, they, and, and right now they're pointing fingers, but they're going to find out who did it. And, and a lot of people are going uh, to be paying, you know, paying a price for it. Grand States has got involved now, and, but the thing that makes no sense is how did you do this that you get away with it? Because cameras on them also. Now, also, another big thing taking place here, Rev, we've been praying for these people down there in Florida. Which is, you know, one of the things that uh, you travel a little bit in our lives, and we all see these tall buildings. How would you feel if, if you you're in a high rise, and uh, in the middle of the night the building collapsed on you? you I wouldn't be pleasant. You wouldn't be pleasant, okay? And Probably wouldn't feel a thing. When you wouldn't feel a thing. That's what I was about to say. But yeah. your family members. And, 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 and so right now in America. That don't take place. So that investigation is taking place, and so far we have found that there's a lot of a lot of signs that people ignored. 
One of our members in the Missouri Chamber of Commerce is a, 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 he's an engineer, and we've been a success in this some time in here for he's gonna come on and be our guest. And we're gonna, we're gonna look at, first thing I said when I told my wife was, this was a, a structural problem. Mm -hmm. and, it, and right now is you know, the great, you know, the, the, the boy I mean, the, the things, you know, the material that you spend, you know, concrete, what I've been told this week, it's not just concrete, okay? You can get good concrete, you can get bad concrete. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, we have some bad, cheap concrete. And right now, you have several buildings that were built by the same company, from the same plans, with the same contractors. So right now, those are not sleeping too well right now. Mm -hmm. Know what I we well, we can keep the keys, keep them in their prayers, you know. And, and the good part about this, if you're not aware of the recovery crews you see down there digging in those rocks and stuff, those people are volunteers. They're not nobody being paid to do that. They all are volunteers. And but right now, since the next that they took the, the, the last, the other town came, you know, came our way down. Now they can actually you know dig. And but right now, this closure. And so they, so it's, again, keep these people in your prayers. They the one need your prayers right now. And and and, and also. This is some great news for what I'm concerned. Uh, I'm going to mess this name up, but I'm going to try it anyway. Z A L I A. Z A K I. Z A, no, Z A L I A. No, 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 Avente. Avente Renati. Oh, okay. She's 14 years old. And she is from Harvey, Louisiana, down in the Bayou, which is one of the poorest state, that's education states in the country. But she's the first black to win a swimming beach contest in 96 years. Not only is that, she's in the Guinness Books three times. Not only that, she's paying on being a basketball star. <laughs> that just, that's for openness. And she said, well, she practiced spelling. Seven days, no, hours a day. Just, just, just. No, what you, that's how she practices. That's how she relaxes. And last but not least, here, okay, on the national level, the EFL, ALCIO, my people, union people, and the United States Chamber of Commerce have come together on this infrastructure deal. Being debated in Congress, it's time, it's time to get this done. This way, help the entire country. And then also, I said in Texas, they had it again, but here in St. Louis, Missouri, and, and also in. Uh, uh, St. Louis County and the surrounding area, hijacking, carjacking, murders, and especially young kids. We have to 100 murders right now in St. Louis alone. So please, please pray for us. On that note, this is the Ferguson USA HotTalkGirl.com. Lunch with the Wizard of Chamber Congress. My name is our folks, Scott, Ray. Take us out of here and get right back.
Welcome back to the Lunch with the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce on a rainy St. Louis day. I hope this uh, well. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but please pray for the people on, on the West Coast. They're in a heat wave, so people don't believe in global warming. Uh, you know, us activists, you know, uh, well, most of the people that I'm around, we are activists in some sort of good way. <laughs> okay, but I will find uh, right now, sitting to my right, a gentleman I've been knowing for many, 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 many years, uh, Mr. Zaki Baruti. Uh, people call him an activist, okay, but he's been a politician, he ran for governor, he ran for different offices. Uh, he's an editor. He's a, what have you not done, Zaki? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been very blessed. Uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you for inviting me on your show. Uh, and I always like to salute uh, people who are about trying to educate the masses of our people. Mm -hmm. But uh, a little bit about me, if you uh, I'm not. No, go right, go right yeah. here, please. I I was born in Mississippi. Everything, Mississippi. Aberdeen. Where's that at? That's uh, near West Point. <laughs> I know. See, no, no, no. See, I, was, see, I grew up in Vicksburg. Oh, is that right? I grew up in Vicksburg, you know, uh, and, 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 but I was born in Delta, Louisiana, right across the river from Vicksburg. Oh, okay. So, but I wasn't raised there. I was no, actually no, raised no, wait, in East St. Louis. I, I, see, I was raised in St. Louis at 16. My, you know, my, my mother brought me to St. Louis. Right. And, I said, and then I was a freshman in high school. I knew you were from St. Louis. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, anyway, I was born in Mississippi, raised in East St. Louis, Illinois, the oldest of 10 children. Okay. Know about poverty, the outhouse, and the outside water faucet was blessed to have a, went through a great educational system in East St. Louis, mm -hmm. uh, had some very poor. Oh, this, this is 189 was a District was 189. Yes. At one point, then it began to deteriorate. deteriorate. Right. Where well, the whole city did. Right. Yeah. Uh, graduated from Southern Illinois University, have a degree in history as well as a master's in education administration. Been an activist, uh, outspoken on various social issues, starting in college as a member of the Black Student Association. As well as now, that was a, back in the day, that was a the one day SIU ever it was a very strong organization. Absolutely, they did a lot of they they they, they, right. they affected a lot of change. Right, right. In fact, uh, uh, one the year I was there, we seized the chancellor's office calling yeah. for <laughs> black studies and more black faculty. And after graduating, I became an educator uh, for over 33 years. Uh, written a couple of booklets on education mm -hmm. in terms of my observation and seeing what I believe are some necessary changes to uh, bring the educational system mm -hmm. in line with the needs of especially black, uh, the mm -hmm. black community, shall I say. Um, I uh, was a strong no, union no. activist. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Exactly. Hey, Scott. Can we use this camera over here? No, sir. We can't. Okay, so we have to say okay. Cause yes, I have steel. I'm sorry. Yeah, cause that, I want you. No, no. I don't have enough power in my. Computer. I got you. I got it. Okay, so okay, okay. Back a little bit again. Let me adjust me. Okay. Okay. This better. Oops. You know I'm messing. Let me move the camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Scott, I figured this out. Okay. So, so anyway, uh, uh, former um, union activist, uh, was the, uh, local 1220 of the East St. Louis Federation of Teachers, I was a political action chairperson, mm -hmm. as well as the second vice president, okay. uh, community activist, mm -hmm. uh, 
I formed an organization uh, when I moved to St. Louis in 1972. Mm -hmm. uh, ended up forming an organization that was called the Caucus for Community Progress. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things that I, I believe that we had done was uh, in uh, 1984, we pulled together what was called Missouri's first statewide black people's political convention. Mm -hmm. And we had three different objectives. One was to educate whoever was to be in attendance to state politics, mm -hmm. as well as to draw up a platform of concerns impacting blacks, and then encouraging black people to run statewide. Because in 1984, at that time, across America, out of 50 state governors, not one was black. Out of 100 U.S. senators, not one no was, was black. black. And it was projected that black people are 13% of the population. So we wanted to challenge that reality. And uh, in attendance, we had a lot of powerful political figures from our community, including at that time the sitting Congressman Clay Senior, mm -hmm. as well as Congressman Lewis Stokes from Ohio, mm -hmm. along with like J.B. Banks and John Bass, yeah. all of the power oh, hitters of that time. Right. All the power uh, brokers. Right. It was a great conference everybody was saying right on but sadly to say we couldn't get nobody to run so to practice what i preach that's how i ended up running for governor it wasn't because we were asking the elected officials to run but like i said we mm -hmm. couldn't get nobody to run so I then, you know let me, let me say this to people i was around during that time period myself okay and i was with the, with the i guess with the teachers in those days over 688 yeah. you know and uh and uh and, and, and very active myself and but the, the, the convention that you convened at that time set the stage, but one correction, previously we had a black congressman, uh, uh, Mr. Brooks from, uh, from from Massachusetts, Edward Brooks. Yeah, no, but he, no, yes, he but, was but, the but he, first formally, black. He was formally. Right. When he wasn't in office then. Right, and, okay. that, was, and that was my point. <laughs> right. There <Yeah>. was nobody <laughs> representing our community at that point in 1984. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as taxpayers, in essence, we were doing taxation without any kind of representation at that level. But the sad reality is, and I ran, I ran uh, twice uh, in 1984, I ran uh, out of that election. Well, remember, sir, right, when, when that year Jesse Jackson ran for president? That was when Jesse Jackson ran for president in 1984 as well as in 1988. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, um, it was a four-month campaign my first time I ran. Mm -hmm. Uh, was able to, after the primary election, mm -hmm. to get the eventual Democratic nominee of that time, Mr. Ken Rothman, mm -hmm. to publicly endorse our agenda. Mm -hmm. He eventually lost to John Ashcroft. Mm -hmm. I ran a second time in 88 and shocked a lot of the political pundits because even though we had convened many of the black political leaders, mm -hmm. most of them at that time went with the white yeah, they were major candidates. Yeah. And but I was able to get uh, over 87,000 votes the second time I ran, 19% of the vote. From there, we transitioned the group of people who was with me into forming the organization of which I represent today, the Universal African People's Organization, which has been on the ground floor on a lot of issues, including police violence, mm -hmm. as well as we uh, have a international perspective. I'm proud to say we have uh, uh, sponsored about five large international relief efforts to help people abroad. Mm -hmm. Early on, I heard you mention about Haiti. Mm -hmm. In fact, in uh, 2004, 
uh, we shipped a large container of over 540 boxes of food, water, clothing, mm -hmm. medical supplies to mm -hmm. Haiti in the wake of the hurricane that yeah, they had yeah, experienced yeah. in that year, as well as... I uh, told Zucky, why don't we just stop right there on, okay. uh, on Haiti, you know, uh, being somewhat a, a history buff myself, okay, let's tell people about how important Haiti in the past have been to this country. Why not just, you know, uh, somebody that, you know, that's a poor nation. Right. But, but we, we should have been supporting them a long time ago, but like being black, we never did. Tell us about Haiti. Well, Haiti, of course, was one of those points in the Caribbean that was a stop off for enslaved people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but in uh, right around 1802, it began a rebellion, which finally culminated with the success of the first actual successful black rebellion against slavery, which uh, the French, which was in control of Haiti at that time. It was a French colony. It was a French colony mm -hmm. that uh, Toussaint the Overture and a brother named Dasalis led, uh, you know, the rebellion. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, though, uh, Toussaint the Overture uh, the French tricked him. I have to, hate to say that. And they were talking in terms of uh, like a peace agreement, had him come to France, and then they uh, put him into uh, prison and he died inside the prison. But the Sallies continued to march uh, toward the freedom. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's ironic that uh, we publish a newspaper called the African News World, Please. which uh, mm -hmm. is copyright here, and yeah, we have a story. It's, uh, I'm the publisher of, of the paper. Mm -hmm. But we have a story in terms of titled uh, The 1811 Louisiana Slave Rebellion and the Struggle in Haiti, because when black people got word of who were enslaved here in this country, mm -hmm. uh, many were inspired by the rebellion in Haiti. And that's how some of the rebellions did occur, which included one I just mentioned in uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. As well, well as like... Well, let's talk a bit more about the one in Louisiana, because that's close to my heart. No. <laughs> well, really, because it's really, you know, people, you know, Louisiana right now, we just mentioned a young lady that's first time in history in 96 years, you know, she was spelling bee champion. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, and she has a French name. You know, that's kind of, you know, they're okay. You know, Louisiana has, the, it's the only state that has its own type of government. They have parishes, not counties. Right. And they also have the Gothic law there, which they go by. Mm-hmm. And so now tell us a little bit, you know, cause that, that's kind of French there, even more so, you know. Well, that was led by, uh, uh, his name uh, escapes me, by, but a brother who was inspired by, by what happened uh, in Haiti, organized uh, a number of uh, other brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and they took over a couple of farmlands, I mean, the plantations, uh, plantations and what have you. And they had a march toward uh, one of the uh, uh, Baton Rouge at that Baton time, and, uh, which is the state capital. Right? Which is state capital, but uh, by that time, as they were gaining momentum, uh, the militia of uh, of that time, the federal folks as well as the state folks of the slaveholders, mm -hmm. you know, organized themselves and they put an end to the rebellion with a lot of you know massive uh, incarceration of people as well as a massacre of many of the people who were involved in the rebellion. So uh, that was... Uh, yeah, why are you on it, okay? You know, uh, here in Missouri, we have a congresswoman, uh, Cori Bush. Right. 
and uh, you know she's a freshman congresswoman and she's becoming uh, really a face of the black community in Congress because she came out of our Ferguson riots that we had here and she's an educated woman you know, she's a nurse so she's been in the hospitals so she understands what it is and also she's been homeless before but recently uh, she said uh, that, that blacks were not free on Independence Day which was a true statement which is a true statement okay right. <laughs> because because uh, actually in 1774 before the, co the Constitution was signed that uh, England had to, had to sign that's, that's Thunder Scott <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know England ha England had to sign that uh, they were negotiating that was there with the slaves mm -hmm. to set them free. Mm -hmm. You know, bef no, this was in 1774. Right. Before. <laughs> okay. Right. The right. Constitution, then it went, we went backwards. Right. Well, you know, the formation of this country was by a select group of white well, men. Well, white wealthy men. Yeah, white wealthy men, I'm glad. Landowners. Landowners. Who also, many of them owned uh, our people, enslaved mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, at the start, if, uh, with the, the Declaration of Independence and mm -hmm. the Constitution are great statements, but it's filled full of hypocrisy mm -hmm. because just as Thomas Jefferson, Jefferson, one of the famous as well as the first president, he was he owned people, mm -hmm. and so uh, he was uh, for me a wicked person in terms of mm -hmm. uh, the mistreatment of us as a people, our ancestors. So, uh, but you know, going back to Corey, uh, ironically, Corey, I, I must say, uh, uh, got her first dose of politics through our organization asking her to run for United States Senate in 2016. I recall. And I, I, I made mention of that because when I had made mention that in 1984, there were no black governors and not one uh, not one black United States senator. Mm -hmm. If we fast forward it to today, 2021, mm -hmm. there's not one black governor in America out of the 50 states today, nor in the United States Senate for which we had excerpt to challenge out of 100 U.S. senators today, only three are black and not one black woman. Mm -hmm. So in, in response to that, our organization pushes a concept that's called proportionate political representation. Say it again. Proportionate political representation. One more time, yes, yes. Proportionate yes. political representation. I appreciate that because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I have uh, people I'm speaking to repeated after me. I yeah. truly appreciate yeah. that. Uh -huh. And what does that mean? We say that simply means that whatever percentage that we are as a people in America on a national level mm -hmm. or within states or locally, then we should have that percentage of political power. That's just common equal, sense. Equal representation. Equal representation. But sadly to say, there are over a half million political positions across America. Now we see black aldermans and other black elected the officials. School board yeah. members and all but in terms of the totality of our power, out of 511,000 elected officials, we hold about uh, 15,000, which translates into about three or four percent. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were fully empowered, <laughs> uh, you know, then we say several things can happen that helps our community. One, politics as an extension of politics, it influences economics. 
because number one, most political positions pay a salary. So somebody is being paid. paid. Secondly, most political well, first of all I say this. Our whole system functions around the dollar. Hey, you got that right. Okay. Our whole system <laughs> right. functions around the dollar. I see every time. Our whole system functions around right. the dollar. And to as system. elected officials, just say for instance, just a school board member. Mm -hmm. Hell, they make decisions as to say if they build in a new school, mm -hmm. then if we don't have people ban, at ban buses, yeah, and if we don't have people at the table, uh, that those contracts should go out to black entrepreneurs that then hire some of our people that then deal with the crazy unemployment that <laughs> impacts our community. That as an extension of the un unemployment, we have a social crisis of drugs in our community because people trying to survive but not that I agree with it because we got to get rid of the drugs in our community mm -hmm. but I'm just saying the underlying social causes of some of the maladies that impact our community centers around economics and so again around that dollar right <laughs> and let me give you a real stark example you know I was very involved in the Ferguson uprising Yes, I call them uprising. Mm -hmm. And at the time of Mike Brown's uh, murder, mm -hmm. Ferguson, uh, which I, by the way, had lived in that same complex. So did I. <laughs> did you? Can't feel green. Uh, it was it was the village though when I lived there. Well, in the when, early I, when, I, when I was there, well, I was there, I was there in, in, in the seventies, my seven, about seventy nine, seventy seven. Well, you must have came right after I had. Yeah, 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 he was, yeah. <laughs> They didn't renew my lease. Let me give you a little story on that. <laughs> okay. When I moved there, it was called the Village Apartments. Mm -hmm. And it was in transition from, you know, predominantly white to black yeah, to black. Mm -hmm. But the management allowed the services in the apartment complex to go down. Yeah, deteriorate. We had boulders in the street. We had poor garbage collection. Wow. We had roaches running around. Oh my God. So I took it upon myself to organize the tenants. And we were able. <laughs> tenant to, management association. <laughs> yeah. It was called the Village uh, Tenant Association. Okay. And we threatened, uh, you know, a rent strike, had a couple of protests. But out of that, I'm proud to say that we were able to uh, get the uh, boulders repaved. We were able to and get that garbage. I agree on that. And I saw the results. Right. <laughs> the garbage collection yeah. redone. They even painted the uh, whole complex and yeah. got rid of the roaches. But when it came time for my lease to be renewed, <laughs> it was they, not renewed. You out of here. <laughs> I was out of there. Women, women's like they even change the name of the country. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <When you> get, <laughs> so anyway, I'm out. And uh, you know, I moved into another community, right. University, which I yeah. live now. But when Mike Brown was murdered, because I'm into statistics, mm -hmm. you know, like Malcolm X used to teach that we need to know right. our reality. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in my mind at the time he was murdered, I was thinking Ferguson still a little majority white. I know it was a transition. Oh yeah, he was majority white. No, 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 it's black. Uh, yeah, it, it was, but they didn't have the power. Right, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. When, when yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying that I thought it was still like a little majority white at the time, but then well, come to find out, Ferguson at the time Mike Brown was murdered was 68 percent black. And the reason that was okay because. Canfield Green, there's a lot of apartment complexes right in that area. In, in that area, because you know, right. no, he, he went down for the past Canfield Green. 
that's right. a more appointment. Right. And then you went to the other ones. You know, there was there was a whole and, right. and that and that and there in there online where our power became in. Right. And then where, where the majority came in. Right. But my point is, sixty-eight mm percent -hmm. at the time he was murdered mm -hmm. on the city council. It's these are taxpayers. You had six members, members along with the mayor, mm -hmm. and only one was black. Mm -hmm. And as a direct consequence of that reality, you had a police force at that time, which was 53 white members, I mean 53 members, mm -hmm. and only three was black. Mm -hmm. So effectively, black people were paying taxes mm -hmm. to hire people from outside their community. And as we know, in terms of the Ferguson community, many of the traffic tickets and the harassment of blacks were perpetrated by that police force of that time. So we participated in our own degradation by not being politically involved to the level that we supposed to. And that's why we are calling for that whole concept of proportionate political representation at every level of government. Well, let me compliment you, Zaki. Uh, you know, uh, from the Michael Brown, that's why we here, where we are here in this station. Yeah. For, for one, okay, this church here was one of the cornerstones where everybody could come meet here, okay. And let me salute Reverend Pearson because he opened up his church. Up. We have had as an organization a number of functions right here. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, that speaks uh, to the, oh, yes. the necessity of men of faith, of all faith and women, shall I say, mm -hmm. to not only preach the word but practice the word. Yes. You know mm -hmm. that we got to clothe the uh, the clothes, uh, feed the home, feed the you know. So we got a pantry around here, right? I mean, all this in this complex, right? So I I, I just want to salute the Reverend Preston on that note. But now, but let me say this to you, okay? From there, there was a interview they called us for that. In those days, if you if you was a black person, well, he went about in this area, in, in, in this whole community, he went to jail. You and uh, they were gonna lock you up because you couldn't pay your ticket. Right. Or uh, then they would charge you uh, rent while you was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> right. <It's> <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. You know. Right. And so right. now, so now when you get out, you lost your job. Right. You ain't got no place to stay. Right. You lost your family. And they're gonna put you back in jail because 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 you, because you got a record now. Right, right. You know, and it eventually grows into a felony almost. Absolutely. But now, what when I what in the state of Missouri, your efforts, okay, change the way the law is now in Missouri. Right. Because every every most not all police departments were getting their monies off of uh, traffic tickets. That's what they were doing. Traffic stop, right. traffic court, night court. Mm -hmm. When you go to court, uh, you and you went in there, you hoping you didn't get locked up. And you didn't, you didn't have no money to pay, to pay, you got locked up. Right, right. And then at that point, you started running the jail. Right. <laughs> that was against you. Hey, but let me, since we're talking about Missouri, but let mm -hmm. me also give a little point of information for yeah, everyone. Please. Under Jay Nixon, Mm -hmm. uh, the Missouri General Assembly passed a law that every year is mandated that oh. the, uh, uh, the Missouri Attorney General do a study as to whether or not black people are disproportionately stopped in the whole state. In the whole state, and every year since that year, which I'm talking about about 206, and I don't know exact year it passed, but, but it was. Let's say 205, 206. Yeah, every year. 
it comes out that we are disproportionately stopped. If we spend the five percent. So, hey, so so those that in of itself speaks to why, you know, our organization exists, why we challenge everybody that they need to belong to an organization that speaks truth to power mm -hmm. and uh, uh, that everybody just like we encourage black people to uh, be voters, mm -hmm. that everybody needs to join an organization because one of the weak falls, the weaknesses of our community is that we're not organized to the level that we should be organized. And then too, we also encourage, and we're not just saying black people, we're saying anybody, 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 anybody who's concerned about justice and equality need to be in this fight because uh, America still falls very, very short in terms of practicing what it preaches. One of the things, matter of fact, today uh, I did this and I thought about you was coming. Black organizations need to work together. Uh, what I'm about to give you is one of the pill pens. Oh, okay, thank you. You know, uh, and that's some some that got uh, Scott. You know, we got a, I don't know if we got a picture of it or not, but. It's circling around. Yeah, right, right there. there. Right, right there. Okay, then. I truly appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 right there, okay. Right. Well, what you see, okay, that's our logo. Okay. You know, we just kind of dressed up a little bit. Right, right, <laughs> okay. right. I truly appreciate okay, it. But, but let me say something, too, while it's on my mind. Sometimes I have to interrupt because yeah, it's on my mind, and, you know, at our age. At our age. Well, you're older than me, so But I'm happy to be me and Real both said that, too. But, you know, when you mention organizations need to come together, I'd mm -hmm. be remiss if I did not salute. Uh, there's a coalition of which our organization is part of that's called the uh, Community Justice Coalition. Mm -hmm. It's a number of uh, about nine, ten mm -hmm. uh, community-based organizations that have come together mm -hmm. around supporting uh, the uh, re-elected uh, circuit attorney, uh, Kim, Kim Gardner. Gardner yes. We were very involved in working for a re-election and we are uh, just most recently, in fact, had a press conference uh, condemning the effort to uh, take her law license, uh, you know, so so the struggle goes on. <laughs> it goes on, mm -hmm. and she is just one of a number of black female prosecutors across uh, the whole America, the whole country, that is under attack. So, anytime, matter of fact, they're all under attack. Right, you know, right. That's, we got to kind of break down who's who. Right, they all under, right. they're all under attack. So, so again, that speaks to what we always say that we have to organize. As a, a great uh, man named uh, Kwame Ture, also known as Stokely Carmichael, used to always say we got only three things that we should do: organize, organize, organize. Really and speaking like of organize, you know, w w w one of the things, okay, people may not be aware of when we speak of the prosecuting attorney, uh, district attorney, you know, they may have different names, you know, right. different forms of government, okay. Right. But that person is in charge of the criminals, uh, of the, of, you know, they are the lawyers who prosecute or even secretary of state. You know, uh, no, perhaps, you know uh, those people are responsible for enforcing the laws of your city or your town. If somebody break a law or go to jail, the police department is supposed to bring them. Uh, I know same information, they can be indicted. Right. And now, so that means there should be some trust between the two of those. They work hand in hand and have been for years. But here in St. Louis, I got to talk about this, I know it's better than anybody else, okay? Uh, the police organization here, you know, uh, 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 the uh, fraternal order, 
not a union, okay, it's a fraternal order. Uh, they do not like Kim Gardner because she's the first black prosecuting attorney. And she changes some of the laws, to, you know, change, change is always hard when people come in and make a change. Especially if it's the color change, the people that you're t dealing with. So now, we have a black police chief, we have a black prosecuting attorney, now we have a black mayor. And so, in this organization, okay, we have a police department that's, what's the percentage? Oh, uh, a percentage of black and white? Yeah. The last I had uh, looked at it was about 70% white and 30% black. It may have increased a little bit since the, the last time I looked at it statistically. But let me make mention uh, in terms of that relationship because we are dealing with that. In fact, we'll be coming out uh, with a, a special edition of, our, uh, of a newspaper article focusing on you know, supporting Kim Gardner. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Fraternal Police Association, St. Louis Police Association, mm -hmm. and I have a little history with them if I could tell a story. Please go but, I, know, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know you do, but go ahead. No, well, I no, no, we've been friends for some years. Now, right. so, so, and I well, let me share this story right quick. <laughs> uh, back in uh, the 90s, I was co-chair of a group called the Coalition Against Police Crimes and Repression. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the St. Louis, St. Louis City and Kansas City had the only form of government where the police commissioners whose responsibility to overall administer the police department, that the commissioners were appointed by the governor. Yes. So we worked to change that, okay? So in changing that, we were pushing for, uh, you know, a bill. Local had control. The, right, local control. So at the time, I can't remember the name of the head of uh, the president uh, of the association, but he used to have a radio program where he would be talking about uh, attacking myself as well as Jamala Rogers, another activist in our community. Yeah. But I'll never forget, we were in, uh, uh, at a hearing up at the state capitol, and so we're sp speaking for, you know, to be a local control, and then you have people who speak against it. Mm -hmm. And so this head of the police association, mm -hmm. after I spoke for it, he was speaking against it. Mm -hmm. And you know why he said he was against uh, the mm -hmm. bill? He said, oh, the reason he's against the bill because Zaki Baruti is for it. <laughs> I mean, that came out of his mouth. But that's one of the things, okay, that when you can't think of no other thing, you make it personal. <laughs> right, right, okay. right. You, as a teacher, educator, you know, okay, when kids can't say nothing else, they make it personal. Right, right. <laughs> but I only say that to say fast forward to Kim Gardner today. Mm -hmm. She's under attack for uh, several reasons. As you mentioned, she uh, has a program that not just talking about incarcerating people like uh, from the school to the prison pipeline, mm -hmm. But trying to also address some of the root causes of crime mm -hmm. and so to that end she has implemented what we call a diversion program that mm -hmm. for a first time offenders who are not violent offenders mm -hmm. then you know you have community service mm -hmm. she also uh and as our community know we have a lot of rogue police officers yes, who do. historically have planted the drugs and other and lied you know and they take pride in right so she had an exclusionary uh, program for those officers that were identified as being who, who, got, who got caught. Right, who got caught, 
or posted uh, 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 negative, uh, uh, stereotype, well, stereotypical well, 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 images uh, or negativity to our community. Well, and then one other thing, if I may. Go uh, There was uh, the old powerful white boy club were really disturbed by how she had the audacity to look at possibly charging the former governor uh, Eric Greitens for you know his uh, 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 what he uh, his extramarital affair, which led to him taping uh, the woman that was going to use that as kind of like. Uh, mm -hmm you know, blackmailing her. Mm -hmm. And so wait, 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 subsequently, uh, 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 that's why they're going what, what, after her. Woman abuse. Right, 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 right. Matter of fact, it was proven to be a fact you know, that that's what took place. Right, and that's what eventually led him to resign. Because, why well, you on that, okay? Because as a governor, that's one thing you shouldn't do. But also, uh, you know, in, in, in the service, he took an oath also yeah. not, not to have extramarital affairs. Well, you know, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy. We can go deep mm -hmm. on that. There's a lot of hypocrisy there. But again, and again, though, past all of that, it's going to take good people mm -hmm. to say enough is enough. Mm -hmm. Just like on your other commentary when you were talking about the attacks on uh, the voting rights mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the... Uh, the right wing of the Republican Party uh, uh, has been pushing throughout the United States. It reminds me, I mean, to limit, uh, you know, voting rights. It actually reminds me of post-Civil War after the Reconstruction period, out of which when we came out of slavery and then, hey, we were empowered in many state legislatures across America. And Congress also. Yeah. And then all of that was taken away from us uh, all the way through the Jim Crow era, all the way up into Dr. King and, you know, the Civil Rights March began to, uh, you know, force the Civil Rights Voting Act of what, 1964 or 65? 65. Right. So, so to that end, uh, again, the battle for justice in this country is an ongoing battle. You, you know, Zaki, uh as an activist, you know, let's that's, that's put this out, we, we activists, because what we do, we speak for our people who, who are normally voiceless. Right. And we also take hits for, for doing that, okay? That goes to the territory. territory. What were your thoughts, okay, when you watch TV on January the 6th? Because around that time, everybody was kind of watching TV to right. see how that was going to go. Well, my thoughts was uh, uh, that was a full-fledged uh, rebellion, really led or instigated by the former president, Donald Trump, mm -hmm. as well as I was saying in my mind, now, if that was a, like, members of the, going back to the Million Man March, if we had besieged the Capitol, what, <laughs> what, what would have happened? Oh, <laughs> you know what oh I mean? my God. <laughs> what would have actually happened? Uh, it would have been a bloodbath. <laughs> it would have been a bloodbath, right. Which then speaks to, again, of the racism that permeates America. So uh, I would hope, though, out of that, uh, I'm glad to see the Democrats are going to uh, have called for a select committee. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, we shall see what will be uh, the actual outcomes mm -hmm. that occur. Because you know what? And and that just made me also reflect historically. Come on. Um, 
in terms of there's been a lot of recommendations for change in America, but it hasn't actualized. I take go back to the assassination of Dr. King. Mm -hmm. When Dr. King was assassinated, which he was assassinated exactly one year from the time that he came out against the Vietnam War mm -hmm. at uh, Riverside uh, Church in New York, mm -hmm. that um, there was a, an explosion across America of what they describe as riots, I say rebellions. Mm -hmm. Out of that, it was commissioned a, a there was a commission, uh, uh, Kerner Commission, mm -hmm. which was to study the root causes of the problem. Of the problem. And they laid it out. <laughs> you know, they laid it out. Unemployment, racism, everything. They made recommendations to this day that hasn't occurred. The Ferguson Commission did a study about not much has really occurred to get to the root problems from there. So, but you know, as I keep while you're on that, in St. Louis, you know, you can't be an activist if you ain't get a copy of this with a team called a team four player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, right. You know, or you was, was aware of it. Okay. Now, right. This was a plan made and put together, and how to destroy blacks in St. Louis. Right. The black community. Right. Black. You know, and one of the first things they decided they need to do, uh, General Motors was a major employer. You know, they had a, they had two plants, the Corvette plant, the General Motors plant. My father worked at one of them. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> and then not only that, they had Ford Motor, and, and but but doing that okay, and and, and then also the quarter quarter carburetor, all the parts had to be made, everything. There was a, there was a driving engine there. Right. So they removed that. Right. From from North St. Louis. Then the, the next big piece was Home G. Phillips. Right. Because you don't, you, don't you don't have any health care. If you, if you don't have any health care, you, you're in trouble. Right. And so, so, so now that plan, Team Floor, they worked that plan with no recommendations. And they worked it well. And, and, they, that, and they worked it well, okay, and they took it around the country. Right, right. And in fact, um, uh, not only the Team Four. When you talk about the highway system, that's this is historical. Mm -hmm. A lot of the highway systems across America went through uh, black communities mm -hmm. and devastated many of the businesses that was prospering in those communities. Mm -hmm. They had to uh, give way to uh, you know the highway system. Well, here in St. So, here in St. Louis, now, in downtown downtown St. Louis, where they built the ballpark at, that was a black community. Okay, well, on most of your highways, they, they they had a word they called for the for the better was something. Okay, but urban renewal, urban urban right. urban renewal. Well, right. even even out in in Tulsa, they got a highway going through there. Right, we got a highway going down to Meacham Park. Well, you know what? When you mentioned the highway through Tulsa, Oklahoma, in fact, in the last issue of our newspaper, I'm just proud to say we uh, communicate. We uh, uh, had a great story on the Black Wall Street, mm -hmm. and uh, and as an organization, we commemorated uh, this Black Wall Street, the history of the wealthy okay. black community, and the mass massacre perpetrated there. Well, before and, we go any further, I can somebody get a copy of your newspaper. Okay, our, our paper is distributed uh, through uh, churches as well as we have many various businesses in our community, but. It, 
if anybody is interested in subscribing directly to it, they could give me a call at area code 314. Oh, you can put it on the website for the station. 477-4629. Or they could go on our website and actually... Uh, you got to say it three times. Oh, okay. They can uh, call me at area code 314-477-4629. Four seven seven forty six twenty nine, or they could go to our website, which is www.uapo.org. That's www.uapo.org. www <laughs> and click on uh, uh, one of our um, links that will say uh, uh, African News World, and they can read some of our past issues. And by the way, if I may, then mm -hmm. also our organization uh, have a um, YouTube station, which is UAPO News World. That's UAPO News World, UAPO News World, of which uh, I have a program that's called Conversations with Saiki Baruti. So I'm going to have a conversation with you. It's an internet TV program. So like we are here. Yes. And uh, so because media is important. And you know, and it helps drive the narrative as to you know uh, how people should look at life and how you know uh, we uh, should be responding. Which takes me to another issue that's real dear to me that we'll need to really have a campaign. I always say there's two major problems facing our community. One is external, which is institutionalized racism and. Uh, and then the other is internal for us, not organizing and speaking truth to power. Um, but one thing that really disturbs me now is the weaponization of music against the best interests of our community. And what I mean by that is the filth that permeates uh, the radio stations. I mean, you know, in terms of how these rappers and we don't have to check them i'm sorry i'm getting emotional on that but we got to check them because our young females it's are not future. they're not b's and they're not h's i mean um and yeah h's and yeah. w's and you know the perpetration they're, they're, of they're daughters they sisters right and and the perpetration of the violence we got to check that and but part of that is major media allows it it's money. it's money yeah it's money and we have to check that because what if scott instead of uh they say nigga shoot another nigga if they say go shoot somebody white or they say go shoot somebody who's a jewish person that matter. stuff would be They're all the same yeah i know it's all the same but i'm saying it'd be cut out real quick quicker than what oh, it, it would does. be yeah. yeah that's that was my it, point it really offends me all the right. uh you know we're, we're, you know, we, uh, as a white person, we're told that we don't use those words and, and then it's all over the media. Right. So that's another struggle. Okay, 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 okay. Chuck, you still there? Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. So you get a feel for, our guest today is Zaki Baruti. Uh, he's a long-time activist in the community. He also uh, ran for governor a couple of times, you know, you know, in the community, uh, he's worked, he has a newspaper, he's the educator, uh, he's been on the forefront for change, and a whole lot of things that goes on, 
not just here in Santa, but also across the whole city of Kansas City, because I'm in Kansas City. You tell me about Zaki when I'm in Kansas City. I see I knew anybody else. So, so I mean, but but this is our guest. So he just gave you some thoughts there about what 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 you know what is on the plate now. What are your thoughts from what you just heard? Well, it was it was a number of things that I was uh, uh, addressing just to uh, bring you fast forward. Just a quick digress. Uh, I was uh, projecting uh, the need for what we call proportionate political representation, which is a concept that simply means wherever percentage we are as a people on the national, state, and local levels of government, then we should have that percentage of political power, which does not really exist today especially when you look at the fact that across America out of 50 governors not one is black when you look at the United States Senate out of 100 senators only three are black and no black female and we say uh, uh, it is projected we 13 percent of the population on a national level then we should have 13 percent of all that political power uh, which doesn't exist also I was speaking about the weaponization of music against the best interests of our people in terms of uh, how the negative uh, music have a psychological impact on our children to have them acting out in a very negative way. We also address the fact of, of uh, policing in our community. And as an organization, we call for what we say community control of the police department, which simply means wherever percentage uh, that every police department, shall I say, should reflect I'm sorry, the ethnicity uh, of the community in which they work and that police officers are to live in the community in which they work and there are to be effective civilian oversight boards to investigate allegations of physical and mm -hmm. mental okay. and uh, abuse of uh, its citizens. Okay. So those are some of the things we okay. were addressing. Okay, Chuck, so you, you, can you agree on that? Yeah, uh, I want to say, woo, that just about covered a whole, that covered a whole well, lot of Right well, we had a whole, we covered a whole lot today before you got here. Okay. Well, uh, you could take today and the next 10 years and, and <laughs> keep going on that. You know, uh, the, okay, so if you, my opinion, if, if we damn near go like that, and part of it is factual, based on my opinion, is based on facts. Yes. The, I mean, it's modern day Willie Lynch. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason why the music is the music, and that's what's popular. There's a reason why yeah, absolutely. we don't have that representation. But if you talk about the reasons why we don't have the repre representation and the personification of the culture, basically, we get if we don't take responsibility in totality for it, meaning that. You know, whether you start with how you raise your children or what you supplement because what's not being taught in schools or maybe the counterproductivity of some of the things that maybe not may not be in a textbook or the curriculum, but the things they learn in school. And some of that is uh, 
negative inference. You know, whether you can tell a kid that don't expect to do this or don't aspire to do that or don't take these advanced classes or math or don't worry about going to college or don't even, you know, you can't even go out here and learn uh, shop mechanics, you know, on, on how to repair a car out on somebody's driveway or something and make you some quick change or whether it's home economics or maybe a musical instrument. But the bottom line of what we're really talking about, and we can use a case study of best practices. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the other, like, like well, let's just take the big one right now. How in the world, From I mean, here we are, us, this, maybe we're sitting in a barbershop or wherever just talking, and saying, now how in the world did it get to this on this LBGT stuff? <laughs> How did all of a sudden, boy, whether it's me too, or whether, I mean, do you realize, I mean, I'm driving down the street talking to my wife the other day, because she's a school teacher, we're saying, so wait a minute, now you got to have three bathrooms? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. but it got to that. I mean, and don't you dare say anything about what had been part of our culture for the history of mankind about male and female. You know, some people, now they ask you, I had somebody ask me a uh, survey or something saying, you know, would you tell us how you want to be references uh, uh, gender? What gender gender pronoun you want <laughs> Man, to be? Man, I got a story on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Look at, look at how delicate and sensitive it's become on something that was a default that God put there since Adam and Eve. Yeah. But, yeah. you know... We we may not want that. Oh, let me tell you. We you know, and we whoever we may be that is getting these rules and these laws, and it's a minority thing now. So I could be black, white, blue, or green, but I could be this other designation, <laughs> and I could say that I'm due uh, 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 contracting consideration. And if I decide that, well, I'm not necessarily that designation, but maybe I'm a woman. <laughs> or maybe I live in a, 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 a poverty zone. And then here's, here's one that really gets me. I get to choose when I fill out a census or a form or whatever. I get to choose whether I can be a, a <laughs> male, female, other, transgender, any of these things. But so, I just want to know, can, can I also get to choose if I'm black or I'm white? Can I <laughs> decide what box I'm going to check today? <laughs> and, or what percentage of my blood is that? Because that is science. That You can't change that. I mean, they're probably working on something to change that if that's what the law was based on. Mm -hmm. But that's my point in all of this right now. There is where what what may have been legislated or lobbied or uh, uh, led to believe because of the media is trying to tell us what's right and what's wrong or what's truth and what's not truth or how dare your eyes lie to you on what you're seeing. <laughs> I mean, it, it always had been uh, police walking the beat or having some engagement. I mean, the POW club, the boxing programs, all that stuff was designed so that there isn't this uh, isolation 
uh, uh, segregation. And, 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 and in this case, it was maybe a little bit more institutional. Now you've got people pulling you over that just because they pulled you over and, and it's almost like uh, a test of manhood or something. So you got to pull these people over. Watch out. Watch out. Be on the and they, I mean, they're shaking. They're trembling. Their hands that don't move because I already got my finger on the trigger. And if it's not physically on the tr- trigger, it's mentally ready to, mm-hmm. ready to go for it. Yeah. So much so I'm psyched out that I don't even know which side the gun's on or the taser's on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I just, so what? After, in this case, 26 years, you just, your mind went blank. You panicked on whatever, that somebody made a move, and you're on a training situation. We have so many of these uh, uh, incremental elements that when they link together and when they uh, aggregate, is such a huge, huge, stark issue that all these people are that we have paraded through this show in the last two or three four or five years whatever it's been that want to talk about being elected and vote for me you know i mean i i heard that phrase from from motown say vote for me and i'll set you free mm-hmm. and then what happens mm-hmm. you know and what happens mm-hmm. it was like oh man that was a, a, a not even a three minute song and where is it? But you can't blame, you know, don't, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game, because we're not holding them accountable. We're not doing anything to celebrate those elements of our culture and our society that do represent things. That, that uh, young lady that, that, that uh, I think she's eighth grade, that just won the spelling bee. Right. That's a dynamic, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, so, that's something special about that child. She's already, I think, got at least three Guinness World Book records yes. for what she she likes basketball. Yes. And did you see her when she was spelling those words? She wasn't worried about nothing. She was having fun. Right. And she wasn't even certain that the word that she got it right or not. And when she said, I think I did it right, and looked to them and they said, Correct. She said, Oh yeah. You know, the other ones have made the uh, you know, in his and of course what? First time ever an African American won that uh Scripps Howard spelling bee. In ninety six years. Mm-hmm. I mean, forever. All the time you know, years. She want to go to NASA or Harvard and all. And all yeah, I said, I, I looked at. I said, she'll never, she'll never get there because they're gonna buy her up before she can get it, before she gets to public sector mm-hmm. or any of that. Somebody like Elon Musk or something offer enough money, just come over here and help me get ahead of these other people. You know, so <laughs> it, it, there's so many issues and so many things involved, and the question then becomes. What we do about it, and it's kind of like one of those things that the leadership will rise from within itself. I don't think you can anoint someone. I don't think that we can pick somebody. I think that we will get behind that person that starts to emerge or or to just say something and do the right thing. And, and you know, we kind of thought, or I mean, it never really happened. We thought kind of like out of something like Black Lives Matter that maybe we, we would have that moment mm-hmm. you know and then initially on the uh, whole Me Too thing but then now we're looking at it and I mean line up all these accusations all these people against uh, Mr. Bill Cosby and one of them one of them one of the first ones they talked to was from 1960 <laughs> It was from 1960, and I'm saying, wow. 
1960, here it is, 2021, and they're still in hot pursuit uh, uh, of an accusational perpetrator. Mm. And then what happens? Oh, I'm mad. He's wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And then Felicia Rashad Rashad says something like justice is served, and because she's at Howard University, and all these other things that we're kind of talking about now is a backdrop to our society. Mm -hmm. How dare your eyes lie to you? That man had a prosecutor, prosecutional uh, uh, Agreement. 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 He had an agreement. Legally binding. Legally binding. All these accusations, all these people, all of them got there and said what? That, oh no, because of the depositions he said, he, he, you know, he, and, and you know, Bill helped a little bit uh, against himself by getting a little jiggy and saying, oh, I got I to gotta get out of jail free pass here. I can say whatever I want to say. He's a comedian. He, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He got to have some fun with it. Yeah, and so he went and said things, and and they agreed to it, and then, like, oh, my God, they found a judge somewhere to throw out that prosecution agreement mm -hmm. and got him in there. But you know what, what What they're not saying? They're not talking about that property that he owns in Massachusetts somewhere that's got oil underneath it, and he won't sell it to this, this company. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about... Uh, oh, 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 hell to the no, we're not going to let him get a media, uh, a, a media player like NBCC, which then later, who, what, what ended up happening with it? And, uh, and it wasn't that many years later, but they, they did kind of let the smoke clear. And sure enough, here come uh, NBC Universal, but then Comcast bought that. <laughs> and there were all these political things that went on the behind the scenes to where we're not going to protest this uh, uh, antitrust component. You know, we're going to look the other way, but at, at the same time, you dare not say a negative word about this administration. If you notice that, that how, like, what happened? Because they want to play it all like it's liberal versus conservative, but it's a little bit deeper than that. It's a little bit more always, always. It's always follow the money. <laughs> Follow mm -hmm. the money where it went. So you're, 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 we're bringing up things. And part of part of it is when we stop glorifying the other man's grass being greener and saying, well, you know, maybe we got something other than grass. Maybe we'll just grow a garden in our front yard and take that dirt and turn it into something else. That's when the game changes. When we stop worrying about whether or not we are being recognized and equally rewarded on another man's system of standards, mm -hmm. then you you know you change the rules and do what you want to do. You know, it's just like our culture. Boy, the minute and, and and we'll talk about from the music standpoint for a minute. You know, there, we had all this fantastic R and B and musicianship and geniuses. You know, people like Stevie Wonder, somebody playing all these instruments. And, Chris, I Chris, mean, they, Chris. they got so sick of him coming up there and winning all those Grammys and getting all that. I mean, is and, and you know, Prince certainly is in there. But you know, and oh, don't even mention Prince because Prince decided that he wanted to own his own intellectual property. He was getting to the point where I know I really don't need a manager. Uh, <laughs> no, I really, I didn't need a producer. 
I, I worked in a recording studio. I know how to push the buttons and operate the thing. <coughs> and so, what do you mean you're telling me I can't put a record out until you think it's right? <laughs> or mm. you're going to tell me what kind of record I can put out? I want to put out a country music record. I like music. I heard something that inspired me. I think I just want... And it's an expression of, of, of communication. It's like uh, uh, the First Amendment. And so that system is saying, but in, in actuality, the, the, the real estate, the dirt, the thing that never goes away is that intellectual property. Owning your own... And, and how many of our, 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 our people from our culture, from really from any... Uh, lesser culture where they didn't maybe have the lawyers or predecessors or let's say the, the, the file of history of studying the best cases and what happened to those people. You know, they used to have this thing called pink Cadillac syndrome. Back in the Harlem Renaissance era, you had all these managers that were living on one side of the river and then the artists themselves that they were theoretically only making a percentage of the money that was supposed to be made. But they give them a Cadillac and say sign here and the next thing you know you don't even own your own publishing and mm -hmm. and they really trying to say well you know we might be able to advance you some money if you go over and write some more songs <laughs> or, or write as another movie or play a book or, or anything like that because that's what goes on forever the value never goes away and that's part of the intellectual capacity of do we understand what we're doing or who you're going to listen to? And that's where, you know, it takes somebody like the Jacksons, as bad or whatever, as Michael Jackson may have said his daddy was, the dad and the mother were the ones that were really watching out for all the, the tricks being played or all the things. And, here, let me take you over here and give you some candy. And that candy might have you doing anything. You know, separate these kids from their from their their families. So that's back to this same thing of the, the roots of our culture and what we're talking about, and us trying to measure it on whether some network show is telling us it's a good thing or a bad thing, or you know, why is all this about the black criminal? <laughs> you know, and are we the only ones that are creating crime? And boy, have you noticed something else too? These white folks, boy, they ain't scared of these cops. All this behavior with these cops brought their uh, 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 respect levels so far down that even their own people don't respect them. You don't see them up here saying, uh, hello, officer, how are you today? They're saying, listen, what do you want? Why are you pulling me over? I know my rights. You don't even have the right. And no, I'm not even going to show you my driver's license. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten so crazy in terms of whoever or whatever elements are creating these scenarios and these situations, this thing is spiraling beyond the uh, uh, scope or the parameters of what they were really focused on. Hey, Chuck, this, you know, for, okay, Chuck, right quick, okay, we're getting down here. Give us a, a, a little snippet, okay, of what's going on with them. That's back to you, comrades, and our American Dream website. Tell us a little bit about that you know, in the next minute or so. Well, uh, we're, we are fighting a good fight. I mean, there are uh, a lot of opportunities out here, but we have to make it our own. 
and that's kind of like what we're doing with the American Dream Fund. Yes. Uh, and, you know, we just don't get in bed or, or, or make deals with just anybody. You know, we're really uh, optimistic and, and, and enthused with uh, what Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce has brought to us by way of uh, you, Mr. Ira, folks, with uh, Toyota. And sure enough, lo and behold, Toyota got a brush fire. Yes. Uh, accusations of racial uh, discrimination and, and how they doing, what they doing, and all like that. And so we're like, okay, uh-huh, we see you. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to do more than that. So American Dream Fund, what we're working on right now, we have a program with uh, Dell Computers to offer uh, technical analysis for your home office or your needs. And it's supported with showing and telling you how to do what to do as well as discounted products and bundled services. We're work, we have a mentoring where if you just need somebody to talk to, you know, we're talking about mental health. Yeah, there's a thing going on too with business owners and what you're doing and how you're doing. There's uh, access to capital. We've got uh, small little grant programs, you know, $2 million here or something, but you might be able to step up there and, 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 and be fairly treated in applying or seeing if you can get one of these $5,000 grants. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got, uh, and on the self-empowerment, we are really um, putting a lot of hope in, in state of, uh, of, of, of interest in developing a crowdfunding um, mechanism where it's easy, and we'll, we'll call it assisted crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't mind telling people about your good product or your good intention or your good deed. And then on the other hand, we're uh, about to really open up the gates on our international uh, interests. We're working now between uh, the Americas, which is North, Central, and South America, where we have uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. Colombia, uh, in Central America, we have Costa Rica, Panama is talking to us. Mm. We've got a uh, few chambers sprinkled through the Caribbean, and okay. now we're uh, okay. really getting some interest from Chuck, the Echoist countries. Chuck, on that note, we're kissing the clock. So, having said that, we want to uh, thank you again for uh, enlightening us. But come in and you know, use the expertise that you work, you work with Prince personally, okay? So, oh, okay. so he understood what Prince did and what right. he went with this. And that's the thing about it. We all bring our personal relationship to this. Everyone here at the table knows. So I want to thank Rev. I want to thank Scott. Thank Brother Zakeem and Rudy for what he's done here. And I want to thank Chuck for his insights. My name is Ira, folks. You're listening and watching Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce lunch on a beautiful, beautiful, rainy Saturday afternoon in St. Louis, Missouri on FrederickTonUSAHotTargill.com. Talk to you again next week.